Hi, this is John Byrne with Poets and Fonts. Welcome to our deep dive into Cornell's Johnson College of Business. It's a continuing series here on Poets and Quants. Today, we're going to talk about real-world investment banking experience and the investment banking immersion at the Johnson School. With us today is Hillary Powers, a 2018 graduate, a former winemaker who now works in iBanking at Evercore in New York. And we have Drew Pascarella, the Associate Dean for MBA Programs, but more appropriately for this conversation, Faculty Director of the Investment Banking Immersion. Welcome both. Hi, John. Hi, John. So let's start with Hillary. So you had an interesting degree from UC Davis and worked in the wine industry for a while. I see you also went to Barcelona for a little bit. Tell us how you came to go to Johnson to begin with. Having been a winemaker, I would have thought that maybe that's exactly what you'd want to do with your life instead of working in investment banking. Yeah, that's a fair question. I actually get asked that quite a bit. So my mom is actually a Johnson alum. I lived in Ithaca for two years in fifth and sixth grade while she was getting her MBA and went into wine kind of looking for a slightly more relaxed lifestyle, but also was excited about all of the knowledge that I still had to gain. And after about five years in that space, realized that the learning curve was really starting to flatten for me and that I was connecting more with senior management at my organizations than with the people I was working with more closely. So went back to get my MBA with the intent of pivoting into a role doing something in finance. And then as I I grew closer to starting at Cornell, I kind of realized that banking was one of the only options where I would actually really learn something new every day and where that learning curve would never really flatten and was just very intrigued by that opportunity. And the more I explored, the better fit it seemed to be. Now, Drew, how typical is Hillary's story? (laughs) Well, I would say we've had the number of winemakers is uh, under five (laughs) in in the program. (laughs) But we do, you know, I I think about people's careers along a continuum. So, you know, on the right-hand side is investment banking. So something very close to that would be corporate banking or maybe having worked in equity research. And then, you know, all the way on the other side of the continuum would be the sort of more poet type careers and skill sets. And, you know, Hillary was was sort of closer to that other end of the curriculum, which meant she had a lot of wood to chop and we had a lot of wood to chop as her partner in moving her along that continuum. But frankly, you know, almost everybody that comes to Johnson for a career in investment banking is not a banker and needs help moving along that continuum to the, you know, to the area that is investment banking. And that's how our program is set up. We're, we're set up to facilitate those major career transitions. Now, give us a sense of what an immersion is in investment banking. What does it all include? And how does it help people like yeah, Hillary sure. Poet make that transition? <laughs> yeah, sure. So so these immersions are, are pretty cool and they're, they're unique to Johnson. And, and I should say they're not new for us. So I am a 2001 graduate of, of Johnson and I was a product of the investment banking immersion way back in the spring of 2000. So these things have been around for a while. I think we launched the investment banking immersion in uh, 1997 or 98. So it's very cool to be back now as a faculty member and leading the program that launched my career in investment banking. So, and, and in terms of the structure, it's really the way that these things were originally set up, it, we're, we're holding very true to that. It's a package of academic theory-based classes. So they're curated by the immersion leader to be the right set of 
classes for the career aspiration of the participants. So in investment banking, we're doing things like intermediate accounting and financial modeling and, and bankruptcy, those the corporate governance, those types of classes. And then the, the differentiator for us is this practicum class. And I think about this practicum as a, a wrapper that sits around the classes, uh, the academic theory classes that bridges the gap between the academic theory and the specific application for uh, the career aspiration, right? So in investment banking, we're bridging the gap between the academic theory, say in finance and accounting and strategy directly to what an investment banker needs to know in order to be successful in, in that environment. And it's, it's that bridge and that wrapper that I think is, is so unique to us because everything is so tightly wound and, and well-coordinated. And Hillary, give us uh, your sense of what it was like to go through the immersion and how it helped prepare you for your career. Yeah, it was definitely very challenging. Drew kind of threw us straight into the deep end, and we spent a lot of time amongst ourselves, kind of the blind leading the blind, trying to figure out these projects. But it definitely was representative of how it felt to be on the job with less guidance. And so once I got to my internship and then came back full time, was doing very similar tasks, but with much more infrastructure and way more resources at my fingertips. So it definitely was was a really good prep course for kind of the worst case scenario and to give us the confidence to realize what we actually can figure out on our own rather than perpetually bugging the other really busy bankers around us who are guiding us through these projects. Now, give me an example of a challenge in the immersion that you had to confront that kept you up late at night. So the first project we had was a bond pricing project, and my dad was actually a bond salesman, and so I figured I would have some (laughs) insight there, and none of us could figure out how to use the Bloomberg terminal. Even like the feedback we were getting from my dad and advice from him wasn't particularly helpful, and we just spent so much time trying to collect and collate information. And once we finally thought we were getting close to something, we would just realize how incredibly wrong it was and how much longer it took to do everything than than we originally anticipated, which is still true in life as an associate. Everything takes uh, about twice as long as uh, originally estimated. So it definitely was a good good dry run and very humbling. And Drew, what what I like about that example is that it really tells me – that in the immersion, you bring people into the weeds. You're getting into the nitty gritty of what it's like to actually work in investment banking. Yeah, it's interesting. If you think about what a career in investment banking is predicated on and, and success in, in a career in banking, it's it's predicated on transaction experience. So in order to sell yourself to a client for the next deal or in order to, as an associate, get staffed on on the next transaction that you'd work on in a bank, you need to have proven that that you know what you're doing and that you have some experience in the area. And, and that's that's sort of the chicken and egg problem that career switchers getting into investment banking have. They don't have the transaction experience, but they're vying for a career where they're going to be judged on their transaction experience. So what the immersion does is provide that simulated transaction experience to a student. So rather than do a bunch of HBS cases or other sort of simulated or you know sort of looking back type transactions, we're putting the students into the role of an associate in a, at an investment banking firm 
and we're having them, as you said, John, you know, get into the weeds so that they are performing a live transaction in a controlled academic environment with guidance. And, you know, that's really hard to do. It, it took us a long time to figure out how to set that up and how to curate it and what the transaction needed to look like so that you give enough to get to be dangerous, but not enough to give the answer away. Um, and then you set up you set up the environment where the class session is actually a business meeting. So the class session is is set up as a pitch where the students playing the roles of investment bankers are pitching the transaction to either a senior executive at a bank or to a client and and those interactions and simulating those interactions after after the work to to put the deal together that really seals it in for the students so it's not about talking about strategy why this company should you know should or should not do a deal in the abstract this is using strategy using finance using accounting and specifically applying it to a transaction and you know sort of mechanically working through the process step by step by step and at the end of 14 weeks and having done that you know 9 or 10 times over the course of the semester we're really arming each one of those students with that transaction experience that that is going to provide them with the sort of relevancy that that they need to be picked up in the industry so this is really quintessential experiential learning that's it Yep. That's yeah, what we're doing. Exactly. That's right. And Hillary, for you, having come from a background where I'm assuming you had very little exposure to accounting, finance, the quant stuff that, you know, finance tends to demand. Can you imagine having made this transition without going through the immersion? No, absolutely not. Our first day at Evercore, everyone went around and said what they had done previously and in my class of 27, aside from people in the military, I was the only person who hadn't worked at a bank or a consulting firm previously. And so all of the work that I did during first year to prepare for my internship very clearly paid off as we were sitting there going through training really quickly. I realized that I was solidly in the middle of the pack. And there were people who did have a little bit more experience, but maybe had gone to a business school where they didn't have the same program preparation that were struggling quite a bit more than I was. Right. And the immersion starts where in the two-year MBA program? Does it start after the first, after the core is over? How does it fit into the two-year framework? Yeah, that, that's a good question. So we have a, a bit of a unique model in how we structure the, the two-year MBA. So at, at many of the top business schools, the, the core sort of extends throughout the first year. That's the sort of traditional model. And then the, the second year is for electives. What we found when we were developing this experiential learning model, the, the, the immersions, is that if we packed the core together into the fall semester, that would free up the spring semester before the internship to, to really apply that experiential learning and, and to, to enhance the readiness. So, so the immersions are our spring semester, first year mechanisms for, for that readiness. And as a one-year program a member, say for our AMBA program, they would take that in the spring semester before, before they graduate. So it's, it's traditionally set for the two-year student, but the, the one-year student can, can participate as well. Which puts you into a situation where you can immediately be impressive on that internship and convert that internship into a full-time offer. Yeah, so th that's that's really the point, and you know, it it, it feels um, it feels very direct, and it's meant to be direct. We we are setting our students up for success in an internship. So if you if you think about 
you know, where the immersion sits inside of the curriculum and what the goal of, say, an investment banking internship is, we're, we're matching those two things together. So it's impossible to get a job on Wall Street in investment banking without an internship. That internship is really a 10-week interview. And we're setting the students up who have gone through the investment banking immersion, we're setting those students up for the best performance possible in that 10-week interview that they that they have. So on Wall Street, traditionally, about seven out of 10 students convert from a summer internship in banking to full-time. And our conversion ratio over my tenure, which is now in its eighth year, our conversion ratio is 85%. So that's that's 26% higher than, than the street average. And, and there's no surprise in my mind why that happens. I mean, we are maniacally focused on preparing students to be outstanding investment banking associates so that on that 10-week internship, they outperform their peers. That's the stated goal of the program. And you know we're backing that up with the success of this very high conversion rate. Now, Hillary, looking back on your MBA experience at Cornell, was there an aha moment where you knew that investment banking really was for you? I think it's more that I just never found anything that discouraged me. The deeper I dug, the more it felt like a really good fit. And the more alum I connected with, we, during recruiting, come down to New York City quite a bit and meet with alumni across all different firms. The more I connected with them and was able to see myself in them and how invested they were in helping me, I just felt continually more and more encouraged to pursue this. And now, a couple of years later, definitely think it's, it is the right fit for me. Yeah. Now, Drew, is there a certain personality type that's best suited for an investment banking career? Because we all know the hours are grueling. It's a very demanding job. Could be very lucrative for someone, but at the same time, you got to give a lot of yourself and you got to sacrifice a lot of your personal life. So is there a personality type that's best suited for iBanking or not? So it, it is one of these all-in careers. So it's certainly not for not for everybody. And I would say somebody who's looking for balance, you know, personal professional balance on a day-to-day basis would not be particularly happy as an associate in investment banking because the balance is going to come over a much longer period of time. You're going to work very hard on a transaction uh, and then maybe get a little bit of downtime. And as you get more senior, your your job gets a little bit more regular and, and regimented, but it, it is difficult. That said, I haven't found any particular type of person that's more in line with liking the investment banking environment versus somebody else. I would say the, the aspects that tend to be similar in people that go into investment banking, they love finance. They, they just, they love the markets. They, they love trying to figure out what something is worth. They love the, the nature of analyzing mergers and acquisitions deals and figuring out why a company did it and whether or not it was a good deal or a bad deal. And same thing on the capital raising side. So that sort of real passion for finance, I think, is is important. And then because within investment banking, unless you're in, say, the M&A group or, or a, a capital raising group or, you know, certain, as they're called, product groups, you're really focused on an industry. So having having passion for that industry, I think, is is really important. You have to really like and, and be interested in what your clients did or clients do. I, I came out of the IT industry, went to Johnson and, and then worked as a technology banker. And, and I had that real passion, still do have that real passion for, for technology and technology companies. So I think in, unless you're waking up in the morning, 
you know, with a passion for finance and, and passion for the industry that you're working in, it's difficult to find the job exciting because it's, it's just a lot that comes at you. I would imagine, too, that the immersion itself helped prepare people for what's to come. Hillary, was that the case? It definitely was a good preparation for me. I lived uh, quite a bit off campus, and so my husband had to pick me up from school if I was on campus late. And I remember texting him, okay, two more hours, two more hours, really late into the night as we were (laughs) grinding on some of these projects. And my time management and time valuation skills are getting slightly better, but I still do something very similar now. And so I think it was a very good preview. So it sounds like the immersion not only prepared you for investment banking, it prepared your husband as well. <laughs> yes, absolutely. He, is, he, while I was in business school, found many ways to fill his time and is now completely self-sufficient if I'm at work late, which is great. Are you having fun in your job? I am. Obviously, there are, are challenging days in, in this career. It, it can be grueling, but ultimately, I find there are moments where I just find myself in absolute states of flow where I'm trying to kind of figure out the puzzle of what we're working on. And those are some of my favorite things to do in my free time, even if I wasn't doing them for work. And so I feel very fortunate to have found something that aligns so well with my more natural inclinations. And are you focused on a specific industry? I'm not. So at Evercore, we have a generalist platform that all of the incoming associates and analysts work through where they get exposure to a broad swath of industries and then through that organically find a team that they want to work with longer term. And I have elected to stay in the generalist group for a little bit longer and continue trying out different industry groups and just learning more about different working styles across the firm. Great. Well, Hillary Powers, thank you so much for joining us today. Drew Pascarella, a pleasure as always. This is John Byrne with Poets and Quants. Yes, it was a real joy. This is John Byrne with Poets and Quants. This is part of our continuing deep dive into the Johnson College of Business at Cornell University. Thanks for joining us.